You're listening to The Husk, a presentation of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agriculture Leadership, Education, and Communication. I'm your host, Madison Zump. On this episode of The Husk, we will be talking about everything entrepreneurial and how the UNL Angler Program is helping students gain confidence to start their own businesses. To start this out, let's get to know my two guests. Today, I'll be interviewing the director of the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program, Dr. Tom Field. I will also be speaking with Cheyenne Gerlach, a junior in the program. After graduating college and going back to the farm, Dr. Field quickly realized there needed to be a plan B. Looking back today, I don't think he ever envisioned where his safety net would take him. Well, my name is Tom Field. I'm the director of the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program at the University of Nebraska. This was probably when I was uh, 16. It would not have been what I would have thought was going to happen to me at that stage of my life. But my background is I grew up in a family ranching enterprise in western Colorado. After I got out of college, went back to that business and was there about five years managing seed stock division and handling um, part of the work in the in the commercial cattle herd as well, working a little bit on the real estate side of our company. And it was in the middle of the, um, the early 80s, and that was a tough time in ag, and, and we all knew that probably having a plan B made some sense. And I went to do plan B literally just as a safety net, went back and did a master's never anticipating that I would not just immediately return back home. One thing led to another. I ended up with a PhD in quantitative genetics, worked at a, in a beef systems group at Colorado State University for a long time. I had a great experience there, worked for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, helped start, in the course of all of that, helped start a couple of companies, um, got into the consulting space a fair bit, started doing a lot of media and writing and spent a lot of time with people outside of ag in the in the business space and one thing led to another and that all those dots eventually connected and that brought me to Nebraska to uh, work with young entrepreneurs who are aspiring to build great companies. Cheyenne Gerlach is a junior in the Angler program. I first met the bright and cheery face during a week-long event at the Nebraska Agriculture Youth Institute. Gerlach loves to tend to her many plants and go on adventures that take her all over the world. I am Cheyenne Gerlach. I'm from DeWitt, Nebraska. I grew up on a small pig farm where uh, my dad runs a commodities brokerage business. Um, I'm majoring in integrated sciences, which means I wrote my own curriculum, and it's in the areas of social entrepreneurship, One Health, and um, storytelling. And then I have minors in global studies and angler entrepreneurship. Since Dr. Field is the director of the angler program, I'll let him explain what the program is all about. So the angler program exists for very specifically one reason, and that is to embolden our people to courageously pursue their purpose through the art and practice of entrepreneurship. Um, so we build people, and those people build companies and enterprises and nonprofits, and in building those, they also build communities. So our vision long-term is, is that the power of ownership and free enterprise is still the best approach to a, a free society, certainly a, to a healthy culture, and we've worked really, really hard to build a very unique program. We don't think there's another undergraduate program in the country like us. Uh, we have a very distinct culture, um, and we've been able to um, have some success 
because we've attracted a really, really extraordinary group of people. Um, and we've held our community together. Um, we Not only do we invest in people while they're at the university, but we have a deep commitment to having an uh, organization and a culture that holds people in the entrepreneurial space together throughout their lifetimes. Gerlach's beginnings in the Angler program happened by chance, but she has been hooked ever since. My beginnings with Angler actually began from sitting in my advisor's office at the time, and she told me I needed one more class my first semester of college, and she said, um, Angler 101 starts in five minutes. Can you make it there in time? And I said yes. As soon as I sat in a class, I was pretty hooked. Um, I had spent my whole life hating rubrics and hating like useless rules, and then Angler was like, hey, that's okay. We like breaking rules too. So um, that was awesome. So why is the Angler program so special and unique? Gerlach can explain the magic in Angler in three words. The first word that comes to mind is family. When I started college, I actually had plans to transfer to Oklahoma State after my freshman year. And I remember freshman year sitting in Dr. Field's office and saying, like, if I transfer, is there any way I'll find an Angler on a different campus? And he said no. And two years later, I learned it's because Angler gives family. Um, So that was one word. Um, The second word would be innovative, Uh, just, you know, entrepreneurship is very innovative. I think that the students in Angler are the students that will be leading the next generation of agriculture and innovation. Third word, authentic. Like when you meet with any of the faculty, uh, you just get the real deal all the time, which is, I think, rare. No two entrepreneurs are the same, but they do have common qualities. It's it's difficult sometimes to put entrepreneurs in a box. You know, we we can go find a great linebacker and measure how fast they move, their lateral speed, how high they can jump, things like that, and and begin to get a sense of somebody's athleticism. Um, Entrepreneurial skill is, there's really no boundaries. Entrepreneurs come in all shapes, sizes, um, and varieties. And so, the, but they do share some common things. And I think the first one is this sort of healthy um, unease with the status quo. They, it's not that they're rebels. There's just something that they don't like. Gee, wouldn't it be great if we had a key that you couldn't lose? Wouldn't it be great if you could um, solve this problem? And so they've got this sort of, they're constantly at battle with the status quo. That's, I think, one of the things. And then beyond that, there's this, a little bit of, of commitment to actually seeing an idea from its initiation to its conclusion. Now, it doesn't mean that it's a straight line because we pivot all the time. We change the idea. We, we talk all the time. You know, don't fall in love with your baby too early because the market may tell you you need to change. Um, but it's that commitment to execution. And then it's being willing to absorb failure. And, and failure doesn't have to be permanent at all. Failure just sets you up for a great round of learning. And one of the things that we look for are people who are failure tolerant. Um, and you've got to be able to take a little risk, but it's not crazy risk. This isn't about craziness. This is about very calculated, thoughtful risk based on really understanding a problem, knowing the customer exceptionally well, and, and then understanding um, and developing a really rational pricing model that allows you to actually turn that idea into a commercialized venture. Part of the Angler program is thinking in an entrepreneurial mindset. But what does that even mean? 
Dr. Field explains this and more. Well, I think from very first thing is, is I think we all know that student debt is a, like a horrible anchor. And so entrepreneurial spirit can help offset um, the cost of education by virtue of actually taking a more professional approach to it and literally saying, I think I can start some side gigs or side hustles that, that help me make some income. Um, so that's step one. Step two, I think uh, students can think entrepreneurially just by as they're exposed to problems in science or engineering or in society or in agriculture or in any one discipline or subdiscipline, they can begin to think about, okay, so what's the solution to that? And then the third thing is, is and it's what we don't do very well in, in the formal way we educate, is how do you connect all the dots? How do you take what you're learning in um, a history course, connect that to what you're learning in a business course, connect that to what you might be learning um, in a microbiology or a biochemistry course, and connect those dots to come up with really unique solutions to very key problems that, that face the world. And frankly, I think the, the thing we've got to do with education and certainly with students is to, and all of us in that, for that regard, is to not take the easy way out, which is, well, I'm just too young or I'm too inexperienced to tackle that. The name of the game is to tackle big questions and things you care about super early. And the more practice you get, the better you get at being an entrepreneur. Starting a business is hard, and it can be overwhelming to find the starting point. Dr. Field says the number one mistake in starting a business is not asking the market what they think. One of the things in, in, in entrepreneurship and one of the great failures is, is too oftentimes people come up with an idea, they, they work on the idea, they work on it, work on it, they try to perfect it, and they create it, and it's just a beautiful thing, but they forgot to ask the market. And then they take it to the market, and the market's like, well, that's not what we want. And at that point in time, now you've got this very expensive hobby. So the way you really go at this is, is to, number one, start with an idea, but don't carve it out in some sort of perfect form. You go out, you've you really take a hard look. Do I understand the problem that I'm trying to solve? Do I understand it really, really well? And then you do what we call market discovery, which is asking potential customers, what do you think? Um, and this quite literally means before you write one line of code, if you're doing a tech solution, uh, you're actually showing um, a mock-up of a dashboard or, or what a screenshot that, that you could imagine might be the final product. And you say to the user, do you like this? Would would this have functionality for you? And you haven't written any code yet. Why? Because until you know what the market wants, it's really crazy to spend too much time. Then we go into really what we call minimum viable prototyping. Um, we don't try to create a NASA rocket on the first shot out. We, we produce the, the little homemade rocket, see if the thing will actually go in the air or not. And then we improve it. And, and actually, we want to co-create product services and solutions with the end user. So it's all about bringing your idea out and having the courage to go out and, and say to very early adopters, do you like my idea? And then have the resilience when they tell you, no, I don't like your idea. Remember, I'm, there's a Dr. Seuss saying, do you like my hat? No, I do not like your hat. Okay, back to the drawing board. Well, you've got to have that resilience to do this well. But the earlier we do those early tests, the more likely we are to be successful. When starting a business, assessing risk is very discouraging. Gerlach suggests to start your plan right away. I think the key to turning from an idea to a business is to not wait. 
like the more you wait, the harder it gets. So almost if you can put something on paper and if you can make phone calls like the day or the week of the idea epiphany, I think you have a really good shot of following through. But once you wait around and start thinking about it, it just gets harder and harder and harder to launch because Mm -hmm. of all of those what ifs and the resistance comes in. During college, Gerlach has started five businesses. So my first business that I started in the Angler program is Giving Gloves. And I started that with Angler 101. And that for every pair of gloves that we sold, we donated a pair to the People City Mission. So since then, I've pivoted that into a full-time business called Herm Prize. And what Herm Prize does is completely different of what Giving Gloves did. We sell travel apparel for women. And I'm hoping to get into like travel-esque home decor also. Um, the third business I worked on was Sustaining Sprouts, and that was a program that taught social entrepreneurship to second graders. Um, I'm working on transitioning that over right now. Um, fourth business was Pongia, which was a free trade idea that I worked on with one of my really good friends, Eli Wolf and Blanche. And we are pushing pause on that one for now. And then my fifth business, and the thing that I hope to do full-time, is called Uziano. And Uziano is an international like consulting business. We hope to be the median between international aid organizations and individuals on the ground in developing countries. Angler has no limits. Neither do the students starting their businesses. There is a mixed variety of businesses that have been started in the Angler program. So in our program, it's really pretty exciting because we, at the very beginning, said we're not going to dictate what kind of companies people start, and we're not even going to try to dictate the channels they're in. Um, So we have alumni with companies ranging from a really cool solution in heavy equipment design that simply creates a really customized mat for the floors of combines and, and heavy equipment to make it easier to clean those cabs out to a, porta, a, a premium porta potty business that, that is phenomenal. We've got a couple of young furniture makers that are absolute craftsmen. We've got people in the food business, people in engineering solutions, some software solutions, um, people in consulting. And we're also seeing people take the, their entrepreneurial experience, their angler experience, and translate that to value as teachers, um, as employees in other companies, um, as family members uh, in family businesses. And so we're seeing, you know, a sort of A to Z, and that's really our goal, the diversity and, and having that, that real mix of ideas is what creates the best soup in the long run. Though everybody thinks Nebraska's head football coach, Coach Scott Frost, has the best job, Dr. Field thinks differently. Well, I think I have the best job on campus. You know, many people probably think Scott Frost has the best job on campus, but I don't have to. I don't have a stadium full of people helping me coach every Saturday, so I, I have a, a little better job than he does because I get to work with really high caliber people, an extraordinary group of students. I, I can't even describe how much we uh, believe that we're working with some of the very best students on the planet. These great alums in a, in a state that actually cares about building. And so the people, uh, and and it sounds cliche, but we've just built so many great friendships and been able to watch people grow and develop as professionals and thinkers and innovators and leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, And that's been just an absolute joy to be in that community. Anything that you can reach, you can do. So after my first year in Angler, I realized that 
we spend most of our childhoods like creating these boundaries and lines in our heads of places we can go and places we can't go or things that we can do and things that we can't do. And if Inkler's done anything for me, it's erased all the lines. It's like opened my eyes to like anything that you can envision, anything you can reach for, you can do. And it's just like blood into all parts of my life and my relationships and my family and my major and my businesses. Looking forward, the Angler program will always be a part of Gerlach's life. The thing that makes Angler the most different than any other organization on any other campus is that once you graduate, like nothing changes. The alumni of our program are just as involved in making decisions and moving us forward as the students in the program. And that's really intentional because those are the people out there with their brands full time, you know, living off of the businesses that they made while they were students in Angler. So I will continue to invest in Angler and be invested in by Angler post-grad. I also really hope that my little siblings, uh, my little brother and my little sister join Angler. <laughs> Lastly, I asked Dr. Field what he thought the future of the Angler program looked like. Community. That's what the future of the Angler program looks like. A growing community. Well, we actually think about the future a lot in our program, and, and, and from day one, we've been trying to design this program to have a, ver a bare minimum 100-year reach. Um, what we're really hopeful happens in the long run is, is this. I, we think that there will be a lot of companies started. Um, some will be one- and two-person companies. Some of them will be 100 or 200 or maybe 1,000 employee kinds of companies. We're going to value them all the same. Um, but over time, what's going to happen, there's going to be this community, this group of people who have shared this entrepreneurial vision, have shared the experience, or have supported each other through thick and thin. And I think we're going to create, in the long run, um, one of the great... Um, core teams of young entrepreneurs and innovators and free enterprise thinkers um, and do that in a state that that is going to, I think, support them. And I think long run, um, the Angler alums will be, um, they'll, they'll change communities, they'll create fantastic families, and they're going to create a lot of opportunities for a lot of other people. So that's our vision. I guess the only thing left to say is... Rush Angler. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our audience for joining us today for this episode of The Husk. Reporting for the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agriculture Leadership, Education, and Communication, I'm Madison Zumpf.